10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 dash actions. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to episode 37 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast where each week we pick a topic, we delve into it and hopefully give you some tips and advice so you can get the most of your marketing budget. My name is Mark Pollard and my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Joining me as always are my two fellow co-hosts. I have the wonderful, albeit with a few microphone issues, uh, the lovely Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. How are we doing Elaine? I'm really good. Apart from the fact I think it's Thursday um, and it's not, which is very disappointing. I'm having a really good week. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll introduce my other fellow co-host uh, before I ask him this question. It is obviously the irrepressible Chris Roxburgh from my marketing guy. How are we doing, Mr. Roxburgh? Well, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, I've had a really, really busy day today and just sitting down for the first time in hours for for my 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 three o'clock cup of tea it's quite relevant that you mention how busy you are because i know whenever in the past i've thought it's say for example as elaine says a thursday but actually it's a wednesday and so you gain 24 hours back in your life uh, when you're that busy usually you think oh hot dog that's fantastic i can get so much more done whereas you're panicking because you think it's Thursday and you're wondering where all the time's gone. Um, so the fact that Elaine, she's disappointed that she's lost 24 hours of her life, I don't know what that says. She's got too much time trying to sell mothball uh, sofas and couches. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, well, no, I'm very glad because uh, I've got a full day tomorrow and a full day Friday. So, But it just feels like, some days just feel like a day and today feels like a Thursday. I don't know why, but there we are. So, I, lucky I, for you, I'm here, actually. Well, <laughs> I, I would argue every day feels like a day, but there we go. <laughs> Semantics, I guess. Now, um, at this point, we have someone waiting very patiently to be introduced, God bless him, uh, while we chunder on about just general nonsense. Uh, every now and again, we like to bring in an expert within a field that uh, we aren't specialists in, uh, so that we can delve into those particular topics. That is indeed what we're doing today. Uh, is this, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do an intro first before I start asking questions. I'm getting ahead of myself, Chris, with excitement, I'm sure. Uh, so without further ado, we're introducing our expert for t- today, which is Jake Powell from Bespoke Search Marketing, who's going to be helping us delve into the SEO. SEO, that makes me sound like a farmer. Uh, the SEO, <laughs> into the SAO, SAO, I can't even say it now. Do you know oh, what? SEO world. I know there's a reason why I don't specialise in this. <laughs> Jake, how are we doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. Well, would you like to tell everyone what the topic is that we're going to be covering? Because I clearly can't actually say it. SEO. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's you your go. job done now. You, you can you can go. Um... Me done now. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to briefly explain to people what SEO is? And then yeah, yeah. we can hopefully then start to open up into a bit more detail. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, SEO stands search engine optimization. So, what that is, is it's basically getting your business found online for relevant terms that your customers are trying to find. Um, so there's kind of two segments of it. So there's local and national as well. So local SEO would be kind of tailored towards local 
companies that want to be found in the geographical area. Um, so, for example, a prime example of that might be if you're a plumber that's based in Liverpool, let's say, you want to be on the first page for that because then that's where your inquiries will come from, your conversions, uh, your, web, your website traffic as well. Um, so that's the local side of it. And then the national side is where you just want to be found across the UK. So um, lots of coaches and consultants use that as one of the marketing strategies as well. Um, so yeah, it is kind of broad, but then if you narrow it down, then there's different segments as well within it all. To benchmark this, it's probably useful for us to gauge how, um, how could I phrase this politely, uh, how intelligent the three of us are in this particular topic, um, whether you're you're preaching to existing experts, which I don't think is likely, or whether you're talking to us all without really fully understanding the nature of what it is. So, uh, yeah. Elaine, what's your experience with SEO? Oh, gosh, really limited. I, I absolutely hold my hands up. I've had a conversation with Jake before, so he, he knows exactly where I sit with it. It's one of those enigmas to me, SEO. It's like that. Yeah, it's bandied about, isn't it? And you think, yeah, I probably should know more about that, but I don't know hardly anything about it, other than the fact I sort of get, you know, what it's going to do. And like anything, as you, as you guys both know, I'm like, I'm a bit of a, a shiny um, toy person, I think. Maybe I should just really learn more about that, really. Uh, but do I uh, use it in my business? Uh, it is something that I've got on the radar, but I certainly am not any, you know, anywhere near an expert or have got very limited knowledge of it is probably uh, the short version of the answer, really, I would say. So I've got a pen and paper at hand here, Jake. That's <laughs> That's the moral of this story. <laughs> so, so Elaine seems to be in the same boat as I am because I just assume, and and no offence, Jake, but that most SEO people are locked in a basement somewhere doing wonderful things that I don't understand. Uh, Chris, are you in the team me and Elaine, or are you on the team Jake and you know exactly what it is that's going to come out of his mouth over the course of the next hour? I'm not going to. Uh, I, I'm not going to take as long as Elaine to say that I know nothing. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's she, leave it at that. She dresses it up well, doesn't she? <laughs> she was hoping to forget that she said she knew nothing. <laughs> So there you are, Jake. Your benchmark has been set pretty low um, in explaining what it is that you do. Uh, so let's start with why do people? What is it that SEO actually does, and why might it be something that people would want to consider to promote yeah. their business? Okay, so um, talking from the perspective of what I, I do for local firms. Um, there's a, a key stat which will break, break that down quite well. So 46% of searches online are actually localised searches. So that's like nearly half of the searches online now. So what, what that means is 46% are looking for local companies. Yeah. Is that because the geo systems that Google now use? Because quite often and this is perhaps saying more about my diet, when when I type in Chinese, I know that my local Chinese is going to pop yeah. up top and therefore yeah. I can just ring through there. Yeah, so Google has signals. So the, the main two are relevance and proximity. So in terms of proximity, Google's job is to provide the best relevant information to you. So if you're going to type in for example, Chinese near me, um, it's not going to bring up Chinese restaurants in, I don't know, uh, China. America. <laughs> yeah, 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 in China. From kind of Google's perspective, they kind of want you to have the best information so you keep going back to them for more information that you might need in the future. So uh, in terms of proximity and relevance as well, that's the reason why when, like, the exact that you just used then that's the reason why that that would come up first yeah okay so you were saying that almost half of searches are now localized through the systems that that google now apply why is that of a benefit to a business why do they need to consider tapping into this resource 
Well, it just shows that there's a big increase of people trying to find local companies. And it's not, it's a mixture of people trying to find local companies, but then once they find the local company, they also want to check out the reviews of the company, uh, testimonials, more information about them. So if you are in within the top three results on page one, that's 80% of clicks. So to get on page one is great, but if you can get within the top three to five results on the first page, then that's when you really going to start to see your return on investment really like google local has been a, a bit of a game changer for somebody like me who doesn't know anything about seo because um google local allow you to or they, they walk you through the whole process don't they and if you if you do it properly um you end up in that um in that golden area which is the the little map on the yeah right hand side of your results am i right in in saying that basically as as chris just mentioned then you've got the map pack and then you've got the organic results and then if you want to invest in ads as well then you've got google ads so if you was to invest in all of them three that just kind of gives you three times the chance to to get inquiries and conversions basically one of the questions i was actually going to come on to but chris has beat me to it to get into the land uh, into the map section uh, that's largely because you have a google business page isn't it these are things yeah. you can actually do relatively simply yourself to yeah. find yourself in the right yeah. in the right places in yeah. addition to the the complex nature of the stuff that you do oh yeah without a doubt so maps is a combination of how you mentioned then it needs to create a google my business profile first and then you need to make sure that that's fully optimized as well so when i say that what i mean is a full list of things you can do so you need to make most of the business description on the categories locations uh, make sure that you add in relevant photos as well in there um, and there's also a section called google my business posts where you can kind of schedule posts on there as well um, so that's beneficial because it encourages more engagement as well so if google can see that you're putting regular posts out on there say once per week or something now this could be something like a client testimonial or something that you've just introduced into your business uh, if you're kind of using this consistently then that shows engagement too so um you, you're more likely then to to be found in the map pack the Google post thing. Now, Google tried its hand at social media a while ago, and not to put it too bluntly, it died on its yeah. ass because there's enough yeah. platforms out there oh, yeah. for people yeah. to use. Presumably, yeah. the Google post is a reiteration of that system, but perhaps um, rewarding people who persevere with it. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, I would say Google My Business is a bit of a slower process social media just because on so social media you can get put out a post there and get 10 friends to share that post straight straight away and then all of a sudden then uh, you've got like eight, 800 people that have viewed your post so i'd say social media is really beneficial for that but in terms of trying to get in the map pack you need to concentrate more on posts as well we've got the map pack bit bit map oh my god it's like trying to say seo isn't it the, yeah. <laughs> the map section um yeah. where you've you're filling in the my google business page uh, and you're trying to do the post on the google post yeah. you've mentioned yeah. before about the advertising section which if people go to episode 28 on the show they'll hear the expert that we had in to talk specifically about the the pay-per-click so that yeah. explains that bit. It's yeah. the next bit, the organic bit, which is where you very much come into your own, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, would it help if I kind of used an example of some work that I'm doing now at the minute just to kind of break things down? Oh, absolutely. With with yeah. three confused-looking faces, even a, even a basic diagram would help. Okay. <laughs> so I think it, it, it would just be good to give a brief overview of the success that I'm having at the minute with one of the, the clients I'm working with. So I'm working with a tree surgeon at the minute. Um, so he's from Wigan. He's from Wigan, but he wants to be found all across the Northwest. 
So he wants to be found for uh, just all the r- related tree surgery words expect to be found for. So, for example, what we did is he's based in Wigan. So what we've done is we've made sure that he gets found within the top three results for all the terms for Wigan first because that's where he, he's based. So the number one thing is wherever you're based, nail that down first because it's much easier to rank for the place where you're actually located. I know that sounds like a pretty self-explanatory thing to say, but because you've got a fit physical address there. Well, I guess people get greedy when you mention the word internet. People automatically assume you can conquer the world overnight and perhaps thinking, as you've just described, more locally based to begin with. Probably isn't the first thing that jumps into your mind, is it? Well, yeah, exactly. So what we did for him is we kind of nailed down that number one location where he's based for all the, the keywords that he's trying to be found for. So tree pruning, um, removing trees, uh, what else do we do? Crown reductions, just all the things that you can think of that is it can be found for. He's now getting between 20 to 25 inquiries per month, which we're, I'm tracking as well. So I can see where his conversions come from, like what page they come from. Now, once we've kind of nailed down that first location of where he's based, we then start to branch off to all the surrounding areas that he wants as well. So, for example, we've got Warrington first. So what we would do then is we would create a page around that specific location from scratch. Um, so it's called location page. Now, this is like huge in what I do. What we did is we created a location page for that. Now, um, the location page consists of uh, anywhere between 600 to 800 words. Uh, it includes a specific Google map, um, specific call to actions. If you've got a Warrington phone number, then we stick that on there too because then it's more relevant, um, including uh, case studies as well. Um, images too so then what we do is once you've got that you then start to go for the smaller areas within Warrington as well so if someone was to type in uh, tree surgeons Glazebury for example that would get found top it's kind of like the less people that you've got in the town the more easy it is to kind of rank for so for example if you was trying to go for tree surgeons Liverpool that that would take some time to get within the, the first page where if you was to target a smaller town within Liverpool and um, it's quite likely that you get straight to the first page now obviously the smaller places don't get searched as much but once you start to build them locations or over time even if they get five to ten searches per month and you're top you add up and you accumulate so how does the um to use marks um example before how does the Chinese restaurants near me work yeah so like I was saying uh, relevance and proximity so but how how do they know where you are I suspect it's usually through either tracking your IP addresses or like for example I use a Mac so my Mac always or certainly when I'm using Chrome it usually says are you happy for Google to know where you are and I always click yes for that very reason so that when I do a search and presumably this is what you're talking about when you say if you gear your location page to be specific to an area if I do a search for say tree surgeon and I happen to be in that area you'll naturally come up at the top because it'll put two and two together. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. As opposed to having to type tree surgeon and then the name of the place, which probably was how it used to be, but now you don't need to do that second part of it. No, no, exactly. I think if Google sees that there's local intent behind the search, then it'll bring up local result. Uh, so for example, service-based companies are a good example for that. Um, I don't know if you're looking for some new blinds or if you're looking for a new roof, like service-based companies like that, um, you won't need to type in the location. It'll just bring up automatically the results near you. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customers see your business in the right way. 
Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You mentioned page one a few times now. It's perceived as being the holy grail, and I suppose arguably it is because how many of us click onto page two and three when we're searching for something? Um, How important is it to fall within that because as you say some in some occasions if you're going for a wider or say a major city region um getting onto page one is a lot more of a challenge if you get in at the bottom of page one how useful is that really because again is it a case that do people scroll that far down is a is there any statistics to say how far people go down generally to to further investigate the search they've just carried out yeah i mean so the last time i checked which to refer um was a few weeks ago i think it was 90 percent of people don't go past the first page uh so only 10 percent of people do and so like you were saying if you're right at the bottom of page one it's a good start let's like put it that way i think if you can get on page one to start with and then implement further tactics and techniques that are working at the minute in the industry then that's when you can start to climb up to like the top three three to five places i think to to kind of expect to get up there straight away is maybe um a bit unrealistic just because you've got to think you your competitors will be doing the same thing so and say they've implemented an seo strategy for three, four, five, six months, uh, they're obviously going to be in front of you. So, And if you're on, say, the bottom of page one, but you're working on your SEO, will Google automatically adjust your placement in the map section? Will that, because you might be at the bottom of page one in an organic search, but if it's a local um, criteria yeah. that's being applied, will you not arguably still come quite high up in the map? bit so you're almost appearing twice aren't you then if you can appear twice if you can appear in the map pack and then appear in organic results as well then you kind of get two bites for cherry and it's not even just good for inquiries and conversions it's also it can also help increase brand awareness as well and uh, just the, the more people that see the company uh, and get to know you, your company name the more chance further down the line they might inquire Without giving away any trade secrets, uh, because of course it's a dark art that that people, if they know about, will go into that area themselves. So without giving away any uh, trade secrets, what kind of things do you look to do and work upon with a business in order to improve their results? It's all about providing the best content and relevant information that you can for the customer. Just because Google's algorithm now has got so smart and intelligent, they know if the content that you write is good enough on the first page in comparison to your competitors. So yeah, I, I'm not sure if that answers your question. So I'll well, no, that, that it it does to a degree in as far as you're talking yeah. about quality content. So are they looking for your website constantly being updated? Are they looking for things like your social media pages what what kind of factors are taken into the equation by the google robot yeah so yeah updating content on a regular basis is is important so if google can see that you're updating blogs you're adding locations you're replying to reviews each month they can see that you're a really active business that can 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 help someone so obviously that's one end of the scale and then if you've got the other end of the scale where you've got a company that doesn't engage it doesn't they, they, they don't reply to reviews they don't update the content they'll get left behind um so yeah there's quite a lot of um, page speed is another one that's recently like i said within the last 12 months or so has become quite important too and um, just because I don't know if you know this, but the average concentration span for human being now is, I think it's like eight eight seconds. Sorry, Jake, so, would you say that again? I, I switched off. 
Hey, hey. here all week, guys. Don't get it. (laughs) I think if your website loads longer than three three seconds now, Google doesn't kind of classify your website as fast. Now, that can impact you rankings but it can also impact user experience as well. so if if you if your website's loading too slow and it's not coming up fast it's likely that they'll just go elsewhere so you can have the the best content and in, in your website but if you if you've got a slow site then it's going to impact you in a bad way <laughs> do, do you i mean you seem a more patient person elaine do you find that that's the case i mean speaking personally I am one of those people who, if after three seconds it hasn't immediately dropped onto my lap, uh, I'm throwing my phone across the room and storming out because the world's rubbish and technology has seriously let me down. Whereas we obviously remember the days when mobile phone uh, internet options were somewhat more limited (laughs) and a bit slower. So it kind of shows how fast technology moves along. Yeah, I'm not that patient really when I'm looking on a website if it depends what i'm looking for if it's something that i really i know there's something on there that i really really want i'll persevere but if not if i'm just browsing then no i'm not um i i I am a big believer in we are even even at my age i'm a lot less tolerant of slow stuff now than um than ever that's probably why she doesn't like you as much chris I think there's, I think there's a different reason. What what are you doing, Chris? I'm really intrigued. What are you doing? I, I'm just testing out one or two of the things that that, that we're learning. Ah, okay. Now you mentioned reviews there, Jake. I mean that's a, a particular one because this is where I always it's quite I get this question quite a lot from clients about where they should be getting people to post a review. It's yeah. hard enough to get customers to do a review to begin with it's even more difficult if you're going to try and ask them to do a review on more than one platform uh, because some businesses heavily operate from say facebook and therefore are looking for facebook reviews where their customers are going to see but of course if seo is your your bag if you're trying to get your website higher up the rankings it's got to be Google, and therefore you've got to really be sending people there to do the reviews, presumably. The companies that I work for, I will send them um, an email, and it's like a draft email with a link to their um, Google My Business profile, and then all they'll do is, I mean, I think it kind of works like nine times out of ten, but once they've completed a job, they'll just go up to the customer and say, is it okay if you just leave leave me a review now and then all they have to do is click on the link and then they'll leave the the review there so yeah it can take a bit of chat and um it might not work 10 times out of 10 but i think it's quite a good tactic to use but i've actually recently just been introduced and i'm using something called trustis um so what trustis is is it's a review platform so what it does is it kind of collects all the reviews that that you've got around the web so say if you've got 20 reviews on yelp and then your facebook page has got 10 um your gmb has got 10 um it kind of integrates them all um and then on your website it'll say trust this and then it'll say 85 reviews in total and then it'll give you like a five out of five stars and then what customers can do is if they click on that link at the top it'll bring up every single one of the reviews that you've got from around the web Uh, so that's quite good actually i've been quite impressed with that and another thing that that can make you do is it can make you stand out on the first page as well so what that does is all the results that you get so say if you typed in uh plumbers in liverpool and say you was fifth what that does is it brings up five stars uh, underneath the, the listing. So for customers, I think it's like 90% or 92% of customers look at reviews before they inquire about service. So that saves them a lot of time there that as well because they can see that you're a really credible company. You've got a good uh, 
reputation and it, it saves them time as well and it differentiates you from the rest of the listings there so i found that to be quite good is that a plugin that you add into your site then so it's like a it's like code it's like a small piece of code um okay. that you kind of co- copy and paste into the back end of your website and then it takes a few days for the algorithm to kick up on it but then it just show on the majority of your, your pages which, which is good it's just additional thing that you can do to help yourself stand out jake there'll be quite a few people listening to this because they've seen it um, advertised possibly and um, and they they're sitting there they've they've had a look at their own um performance they've put in keywords they've come up nowhere and um they'll be thinking right well i'll listen to this podcast and find out where I start where do people start uh, if if they're in that situation if they're if they're just not registering on on SEO because they've done because they put no effort in um, yeah. where where do they start can they um, as they can with uh, Mark and Elaine and I they they can do it themselves but they can also take us on a lot of a lot of people tend to do it themselves to start with, don't they? Uh, yeah. In, in SEO terms, how easy stroke difficult is that? So, talking from personal experience, I think it probably took me to know the inside and out of it probably about twelve, eighteen months, and I'm still. It's an ongoing thing, I think. You have to continuously um, develop your skills and learn new uh, tricks and techniques of the trade. And keeps I changing as well, doesn't it? It's always changing. I, that that's what I was about to say. The signals that they use. So, for example, now page speed is like a really important one. Uh, but in a few months' time, they might bring something else in as well that's important that your website's not optimizing for now at the minute. So, I think. To answer your question, you you can learn it by yourself, but I think if you're kind of ru- running a company and then you're trying to learn marketing as well, I think it's a very like time-consuming sort of thing. Oh, yeah. But that's not to say that it can't be done. Uh, it can be done. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. Uh, there's free. There's like there's like a free course that I've just seen that's out there as well at the minute that kind of breaks down. The basics as well for beginners um so it can be done it's just i suppose it's it's just if you have the time i suppose yes yeah i mean what we find is that uh, people try and do the skills that we offer try, people try and do it themselves realize that it is taking up so much time and then they come to you yeah and you, you probably find that yourself yeah yeah without a doubt and i think um i don't mean disrespect to anything by this but I just think sometimes you can try to do it for yourself when you don't really know what you're doing and it can sometimes cause more harm than good. Sort of to answer Chris's question as well, there's elements of your normal day-to-day marketing, digital marketing that you do, which actually I call basic SEO, which is helping anyway. So having your social media platforms set up properly having them completed properly and then making sure that they're linked to your website, making sure that if there's any affiliated bodies that you're part of, making sure they're linked to your website, making sure your content's good, making sure you've got active, constantly updating information that's going on your site. These are things that most people either will do themselves or things that they will have their marketing team do for them uh, without realizing that that basic SEO is kind of improving their rankings in their website like the google business page making sure those are done properly these are all things that will improve your seo anyway but then of course you've got what i call and this is this is obviously where your specialty comes in the dark arts element of the seo because as you say google and google's robots it's ai is constantly evolving it's constantly changing the criteria it's looking in the websites is always altering and adjusting to suit well a to suit the change of technology but b to to deal with the workarounds that people come up with to try and um trick 
Google into ranking it higher. And that's where someone like you comes in because SEO, proper SEO, is an ongoing thing that is yeah. done to work with and to combat against these hurdles that the AI system might be putting in place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think you've cut, summed it up there. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess like SEO is like any other type of marketing is. You, it's you know you're not going to see the results on month one, are you? And I think that's that's yeah. the the thing, isn't it? You you so you you talk about three months, would you, as a starting point, or is it six or what? Yeah, what? yeah. I mean, I think I think three months would be starting point, but it it kind of just kind of comes down to what sort of keywords you want to be found for um that's what what it kind of comes down to like for example i kind of a big part of what i do is managing uh, expectations as well because i think a a lot of uh, seo freelancers or seo companies will kind of say oh we'll do this this and this and we'll you'll you'll achieve it in a week and then the the week is gone and then the client is like why am i not Mm. there um so i never take a new client on that doesn't understand what I tell them that it is a process Um, and if they want instant results then I don't take them on because one they'll be let down and two uh, it's not going to look good on me when I kind of don't meet the realistic uh, (laughs) expectations yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean I I mean I think one thing I emphasize in what I do is I'm very like transparent um, so mm. from the start, um, I'll just explain to them exactly what we're going to do step step by step. So I actually provide six month uh, plans uh, for free when I'm starting to work with a client. So then before they agree to for, for the work to go ahead, they they can see step by step, month on month, the exact work that we're doing, why we're actually doing it, and what sort of results they can expect to come yeah. from it. So then they're not thinking in head or I'm paying X amount Mm. per month, but I don't know what I get for it. Then it's in front of them then so they can see exactly uh, the strategy that's going into it. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. Um, You mentioned there about money. What kind of budgets are you looking at as a a starter? Because I appreciate it's how long is a piece of string, and I also appreciate that there's a big difference between the sectors and the industries that you might be working in. Presumably there's a, a, a starting entry level budget that you need to have if this is going to be something that you're going to work on like you were saying um, it is hard to say straight off the bat but i do uh i'm offering three different sort of deals um at the minute so three three different packages that can cater to all like needs requirements um if you've not got that much to invest in it we can make a start on it um so first one's 250 quid per month so that's what i that with uh, and as, as I was saying about the transparency thing once like for example I, I won't just say oh it's X amount of money I'll actually break down exactly what you get for that so for example mm-hmm. the amount of time worked per month um, I'll set up conversions uh, so we can track um, how many inquiries come from my sort of work how many inquiries come for the work send monthly reports as well of work done work planned the next month so they get a breakdown of what been done because i've heard a lot of stories in the past of people having bad experiences with seo companies because they're not very transparent and they're not very open in terms of the work that's been done and they, they don't kind of keep in touch with the clients as well i, I like to touch base with mine at least once a week just 
to keep them in the loop of what what's going on. I'll update them on any results that we've got. I'll ask them if they need any specific work done. You know, I think it's just like basic customer service, but I think in that I'm in, it is lacking. Yeah. I saw the opportunity to provide a good service there in terms of getting them results, but from me as well as a person, so... Well, that's like music to my ears because that's one of the things I bang on about is the, is the customer, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the service they get because it's just like, you know, we could choose anybody and who are you going to choose? You're going to choose the person who keeps you updated or, you know, if, yeah. if you say prices can be very similar, so it's not about that. And it's such an yeah. unknown, isn't it, something you do. It's not, you know, your average yeah. person is just not going to understand it, whereas no. with some aspects of social media for example you've got a bit of knowledge haven't you generally yeah. most of us have yeah uh, so you sort of get a bit what's happening but in in seo it's yeah. just a, quite a big unknown to a lot of people yeah so they're completely trusting you really yeah i mean what i worked out is the client that i'm working with all the interested in i mean some some do like to know like the nuts and bolts of what actually happens but the vast majority just want results from it um, so yeah. yeah, I try to not kind of talk about technical stuff too much, really. Yeah. But what I do do as well in the monthly reports is um, I keep a ranking report as well. So what mm. the ranking report does is we'll I will track from month one of where we appear at the minute, the key key searches that we're going for, and then month two, month three, I'll have a look again. So for example, I'm working with a beautician at the minute. And she wants to be found. She sells beauty courses. So we started out with her and she was being found for, I think it was beauty training courses in Manchester. I think she was like 18th and now now she's fourth. So mm-hmm. for example, and she's got quite, she's got a few inquiries from that. Um, and I think she's been with me three months. But what I'll do then is as soon as I see the progress being made, because that's quite big progress really. I will kind of just drop drop her a text or an email and say, oh, mm. have you seen uh, the progress that we've made? And then she'll be like, oh, that yeah. that's fantastic, that. And then she can see that it's actually working. So then, yeah, exactly. then it's good for her because she can see the investment that I've made is good. And then it's good for me because I kind of proved to her that what I'm doing is working. So yeah. it's kind of win-win, really. Yeah. I suppose it's also important when you say about managing expectations to explain that you're not there to, as such, create work. It's You're almost creating the opportunity for work. And yeah. it, that then obviously almost falls into Elaine's expertise of the sales process yeah. Um, yeah. And, and being able to convert, convert those leads into actual paying jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. ultimately, if you if you have a, and I suppose this is more of a question for you, Elaine. Really, if you have a poor sales process, it doesn't matter how many leads Jake might be creating for you. Uh, you're not going to create any work, and then I suppose the danger is then you turn around to Jake, say, "You're rubbish. I hate you. Give me my money back." When in actual fact, he's delivering on exactly what he's supposed to be delivering on, and you're the one that's dropping the ball. Yeah, no, totally agree. And that that is something, isn't it, that does need to be really clear in any agreement that we make with people is it's, you know, their results are only as good as what they do with the information you give them. So you can get it. But if they don't, um, if they haven't got the right person calling those people or follow up them, and the, the biggest one, as we've said in the past, is if people just don't get back to people quick enough. Um, and as we've just said, literally, people work really quickly so if i if i put an inquiry on a website and then i think oh i could put something on there as well and i've done three well who am i going to go with uh, the person who probably gets back to me the quickest so you know it's it's very much um the actions we take when we get the leads is is really important i still don't understand it Jake. i've got to start tell you i'm still like yeah it's like it's like that sort of thing that happens in the background isn't it that you think yeah, I get it that it all goes on, but I really don't get how, how it works. I don't suppose I need to know, really. That's laid up the fact I didn't know anything. I do know the, the basic bits that are a bit more natural, but there is a real expertise and a specialism to this, which is 
the stuff that does get you the real return and the real rewards for it. On the basis of that and people listening to this and trying to assess where they sit in their SEO ranking or whether or not it's worthwhile getting someone like yourself in, what kind of things can people do to check the current performance of their website or the visibility of their business to to perhaps best highlight how much they may need some help? Yeah, so there's two there's two uh, websites that they can use that, that are completely free to use. And um, so one's called seooptimer.com and uh, the second one is uber suggest.com so what that does is all you you have to do is go to either one of the websites get the url of your site put that in there and it'll do an audit of your your full website performance um so that's it'll tell you how quick your page speed is uh what what you're ranking for at the minute um it gives you competitor it insights as well see what your competitors are implementing at the minute um, just all the information that you need to know really um, so to be honest that's where I kind of start off with a lot of the clients that I, I work with just to see an overview of how they're doing now so then I can kind of put put together a plan on how to improve their online mm-hmm. presence and let's say they use those websites, and for the benefit of the listeners, we'll stick those links in the show notes. They they do that. It all yeah. comes up flashing red. Uh, they're told they are a bit of disappointment, and they need to look at themselves hard in the mirror and sort themselves out. They decide quickly that the only solution is to get in touch with you. How do they do that? Well, so I'm on uh, LinkedIn. My full name's Jake Powell. I update content on there quite a bit where i deliver free tips as well and just try to help people out phone number 07 854 421 453 and my email address would be jake at com. fantastic uh, go and check him out guys give him a bell um drop him an email um it's well worth doing as i say it's uh it's one of these things where if you do invest in some expertise you will reap the benefits far more than the diy approach because it as i say they move the goalposts almost on a daily basis yeah i mean and i think one thing that i do as well is i'll never try and push a sale uh, so i want to make sure that it's kind of right for us both um right for the client and right right for me as well so just to, to make sure that it is right. Um, as you were saying then be, before, Mark, about um, how they can kind of do do it for themselves and see where they're ranking at the minute. I If, if they'd like, I do free website audits as well where I analyse that information and then break it down into more digestible sort of chunks. So, And then I, I can get on the phone and um, just have a bit of a discussion about it, really. Uh, and then... Obviously, I do six six month plans as well, where that's taking the data that I'm seeing and taking my sort of expertise in terms of saying, right, how can I get the business to to rank for the main keywords that need to be found for in order to increase online presence inquiries? Fantastic. Uh, have I covered all of the questions, Chris Elaine? Well, no, no um, <laughs> because it, it's such a huge, huge topic. Yeah. Yeah, There's all sorts of all sorts of things I want to know, but I, I think I probably need to uh, employ Jake for, uh, for for a year and, and sit him down and ask him. But uh, please, no, it's been interesting. Thank you. Yeah, it, it has. It's it's been fascinating. As I say, that we we're touching the tip of the iceberg, and there's a lot that you can't really talk about because it is your specialty. It's the tricks of the trade and the the toolbox which you use, and it'd be massively unfair to 
to get you to reveal those those wonders as well. Not that most of us would probably understand them anyway, <laughs> no, uh, but, <laughs> but by the same token. Uh, brilliant. Well, if you have got any questions for Jake, then obviously you can get in touch with him direct. You can also email us at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk to let us know. Uh, you could also drop us a message on social media or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That's at go underscore fish marketing and get in touch with us there we also post all sorts of other bits and pieces Uh, if you've enjoyed the show give us a review that's always helpful it lets more people see and therefore if anyone needs some seo advice and assistance they might more likely find the show and hopefully get helped by doing that you can also subscribe we're on all of the major podcast platforms if you do that it means that when we drop a show which is usually each week it'll automatically download onto the device you use to listen to your podcast and therefore saves you the hassle of rooting around or checking or reminding uh, it's as easy as that really uh, jake thank you very much for your help today that's been both fascinating and incredibly useful um thank you very much. i think on behalf of both chris who's brain looks to be using out of the side of one of his ears uh, and and Elaine who's the the reason the reason I'm looking uh, quizzical is that I've I've just put my website into into SEO Optimer and um, it's not looking good (laughs) (laughs) I know mine isn't which is why I've got Mark on the case Um, so yes I was just about to say Elaine's going to go and have a lie down now because she's her shiny new tools just got her so excited she'll have overstrained herself. <laughs> she'll need a cocktail and a lie down now. I think it's safe to say I won't be um, Googling or getting or going on a free course for SEO. I think I will just absolutely, when the time's right, leave it to an expert because I really haven't got enough capacity in my brain to learn stuff like that <laughs> well uh, once again thank you very much for your time jake that's been brilliant yeah, we cheers. hope you've enjoyed listening guys and you, and we'll catch you next time see you later get social at go underscore fish marketing on instagram facebook and twitter